0: Listener Production.
1: Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling.
0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 8th of June. Australia's COVID 19 vaccine rollout steps up today, with JABs now available to all Australians over the age of 40. All Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people over 16 and those on the NDIS and their carers are also eligible. Australian Medical Association Vice President Dr Chris Moy says it's an important move forward. It's an important step because it just means we can move forward vaccinating another important segment of the population which is next cab off the rank in terms of risk Um, and it also just means that we've actually got a little bit more supply of that Pfizer vaccine so as it comes online we've just got to deploy it as fast as possible. It comes as the New South Wales Government announces it will open a second mass vaccination hub at a former Bunnings site at Lake Macquarie, north of Sydney. Meantime, overseas in the UK is pushing to get the younger generation vaccinated against COVID. It's been six months since authorities rolled out its COVID vaccination program, with so far more than 40 million receiving a jab. From tomorrow, those aged between 25 and 29 will be able to get the vaccine. Here is UK Health Secretary Matt Hancock.
1: The latest estimates indicate the vaccination programme has averted over 39,000 hospitalizations and over 13,000 deaths. So the vaccination brings us...
0: And back home, and there's still no plan at this stage to end Melbourne's COVID-19 lockdown before Friday's deadline. Nine new COVID cases were recorded yesterday. Three of those were children, but importantly, all were linked to known clusters. But it's believed authorities are confident lockdown measures won't be extended past Friday, as long as there isn't a massive increase in mystery cases. Epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter has told 10 it's about what's behind the numbers that really matters. Everyone's already in quarantine, it means the community is not at risk. It's, it's not good for those people and it's not good for those families because what we've seen is once one person in the family gets it, almost everyone gets it. So it's not good, but at least the rest of the community is protected. Health authorities are still trying to find the source of the mystery Delta variant from India, which is behind one of the two clusters spreading in Victoria. And in other news this morning, the youngest daughter of the Bilo Wheeler family has been flown to Perth overnight, suffering a suspected blood infection after she started feeling unwell 10 days ago. Three-year-old Tharnica and her family have been in immigration detention on Christmas Island since 2019. Family friend Simone Cameron says it's been a whirlwind of emotions. They're all really traumatised by, by this turn of events. Um, She's been unwell for approximately 10 days and um, the family really struggled to get her the necessary medical treatment. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and back to Victoria and federal government disaster payments for those affected by the COVID lockdown will be available from today. Melbourneians are the first to have access to the new emergency payment scheme approved by Canberra last week but as our reporter James Lake in Melbourne says there are a few hoops to jump through for applicants
1: yeah there'll be a lot of conditions on this one tash which is plenty of people worried they're going to miss out altogether anyone who was quick to pick up a second job or just took reduced hours during the lockdown but was still being paid essentially is going to miss out anyone who has more than10,000 cash in the bank is also ineligible. That $10,000 limit also applies to other assets like term deposits, shares or cash gifts from parents. And finally, people can only apply after they've been in lockdown for more than seven days, which is fine for Melbourne, but it means regional Victorians miss out as well.
0: And to Queensland, and the Premier has defended her delay in getting her COVID vaccination, citing a dog bite as the reason. Anastasia Palaszczuk opted for the Pfizer jab over the AstraZeneca. And the Premier says she needed the Pfizer vaccine to ensure she got both doses in time in case she needed to head overseas for the Tokyo Olympics. Brisbane reporter David Shiraz has more. Good morning,
1: Tash. Well, after weeks of expressing concern over the slow rollout and vaccine hesitancy, Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk is defending her own lack of urgency in rolling up the sleeve. The 51-year-old sent social media into a meltdown yesterday after posting about getting her first COVID jab. Most of the comments... What took so long?
0: I had an accidental dog bite, so I had to go and have my tetanus. And they ask you if you have your tetanus. You need two weeks from when you have your tetanus to have a COVID. Then I had my flu vaccine. I have done everything I can physically be required to do.
1: There you go, a detailed response. The Premier was eligible to get the vaccine back in March.
0: Now, for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. Now, despite racking up well over $100 billion in debt, ratings agency Standard & Poor's has upgraded our national credit rating status.
1: Tash, good morning. Yeah, it sounds pretty boring, doesn't it? But it actually has real consequences. Australia has a triple A credit rating, which is the highest you can get. We've justifiably been pretty proud of that for, for quite a long time. It's been that way for decades. But during the depths of the COVID recession... S&P put us on a negative outlook. In other words, they're saying, look, things are okay now, but we expect things to get worse. And if they do, we're going to downgrade your credit rating. It's kind of one of those heads ups like, hey, it might be coming. Just be careful. The recovery has been so good, so swift. Unemployment in particular has recovered so quickly. S&P has announced that they're no longer putting us on negative outlook. We're now on stable, which is about as good as it gets. Now, that's good news for all of us because it means our debt, both government and private, should be cheaper to get. And that's the real hook for this one.
0: And yet another investigation, scotting into the banks and casinos, this time OzTrack announcing it's taking action against one bank and three casinos, sending NAB's share price down 3% yesterday.
1: Yeah, that's right. and I, I I think I'm sick of saying on this program, Tash, that you you wonder how much more commit can come for the banks. How is it possible so far after the Royal Commission, so long after some of these investigations started, how is there still more news coming out of the banks? How have they not found everything just yet? And in this case, NAB is really in the in the crosshairs of track the anti-money laundering regulator. They're basically saying, look, they didn't do the appropriate checks on who was sending money to who. And we know, of course, that Austrack have taken action against Westpac, against the Commonwealth Bank. These guys don't miss when they go after their targets. And I think investors realising the reality of it might be a very expensive fine for NAB to pay. And that's why shares were down yesterday.
0: And talking about the banks, some interesting new data and information that mortgage rates and the cash rate could be on the increase.
1: Yeah, this is the other side of that coin. And again, we've talked about inflation and interest rates before. But at the moment, the the bond market is seeing the recovery of the Australian economy that is so swift and so strong. They're now pricing in, not only the RBA, of course, has talked about, no rate rises maybe for a couple of years. The bond market now saying four rate rises potentially, almost a full one percentage point between now and late 2024. Now, that feels a long way away, and it is. But if you think about the mortgage rate you're currently on, If that increased by one percentage point, maybe 1.2, that's kind of what we're looking at this time in three years' time. So enjoy those low rates while they last. Maybe lock in a fixed rate because rates are going to go up according to the RBA and the bond markets. And when they start going up, they may go up quite quickly.
0: Scott, thank you. Thanks, Josh. Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Queensland Captain Daly. Cherry Evans is confident Origin players won't try and milk penalties when the series kicks off tomorrow night in Townsville.
2: Yes, good morning to you Tash. Uh, Both have set up camp now in Townsville. Obviously this has become a talking point with the NRL's crackdown on high contact. Some players appearing to try and milk penalties but uh, DCE is confident we won't see that tomorrow night. I think it's definitely going to be a bit of the gentleman's agreement to be honest. Uh, As players we all know what Origin's about. Um, we all know what it means to each other, to the fans, to the game. Now, the NRL's head of football, Graeme Annesley, has warned that players can actually be charged if they try and deliberately uh, milk freeze.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I would support that. And, and I would say that 99% of all players adopt that attitude anyway. If you're playing this game at the highest level, you don't want to give your opponent any indication that they've in any way hurt
2: you. I think in the Origin arena, uh, it's probably you know the toughest exhibition of rugby league. I don't think we'll see that tomorrow night, Tash, but it's a big talking point.
0: It certainly is. And who's your tip for tomorrow night? Uh,
2: I will go New South Wales just.
0: Ooh, even home crowd in Queensland?
2: Yeah, just a few too many uh, key players under injury clouds from their own, so I'll go the Blues. Yeah,
0: okay. And Carlton will launch an external review that's likely to decide the fate of coach David Teague.
2: Yes. Now, the incoming president, Luke Sayers, is with the side in Sydney. He's already started conducting interviews with senior players and coaches. The Blues, three games outside the top eight, well out of finals contention. And by Teague's own admission, they haven't improved this season. But their chief executive, Kane Little, expects that he will remain in charge beyond this year. Yes, absolutely. We're backing David Teague. Yeah. Absolutely. On Channel 7 there. Now Geelong will enter 60 hours of quarantine starting from tonight to meet strict conditions set by South Australia. Ahead of Thursday night's clash with Port Adelaide, many players are spending the time in a hotel so their families aren't also forced into lockdown. Star forward Tom Hawkins is among them. That suits my family situation the best. My wife Emma and, and kids are... Emma's working tomorrow and kids are at daycare. So that my uh, way that I'm going to track into the game with my quarantine. And Paddy Dangerfield could be one of Five inclusions against the Power pushing to return from ankle surgery.
0: And Brett to the French Open now. Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadala through to the quarter finals, along with a 17 year old American.
2: Yes, Coco Goff into the quarterfinals of a Grand Slam for the first time. We've seen her do well at the Australian Open. She is a star on the rise. Uh, Novak Djokovic dropped the first two sets, got through after his opponent retired. Heard Rafa Nadal through in straight sets. Dylan Alcott claiming the quad wheelchair event for a third straight time this morning. He won in 2019. And in 2020,
1: and now Dylan Alcott, the 2021 Roland Garros Quad Wheelchair Singles Champion.
2: Yeah, well done to Dylan there. That was uh, thanks to Channel 9. It's also the 13th Grand Slam title of his career. And just a live score update from the Socceroos in a World Cup qualifier against Chinese Taipei. We have the early lead 2-0, 28 minutes gone in that uh, World Cup quality.
0: Another massive day in sport, and how good is Dylan? Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And one of the world's richest people is set to blast off into space. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has announced he'll be on the first crewed flight from his own rocket company, Blue Origin. Here is Jeff speaking about the big adventure on his Instagram account. You see the Earth
1: from space it changes you. It changes your relationship with this planet, with humanity. It's one Earth. I want to go on this flight because it's a thing I've wanted to do all my life. It's an adventure. It's a big
0: deal for me. Jeff will also take his younger brother, Mark, on the historic flight, which is set to take off next month. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.